Welcome to Cleveland Moto, a vintage motorcycle podcast by people who wrench and ride. We'll be bringing you Vin Moto Chat each week, so sit back, relax, and crack a beer. Or play us over the speakers in your shop while working on your latest project. Cleveland Moto, here's your host, Phil Waters. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Tonight in studio, or I should say in garage, we've got Dustin Elliott, we've got Joe Howard back, and he's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Penny is here. Penny has been working as a shop manager trainee at Pride of Cleveland, and we're getting her ready to go over to our new shop, Cleveland Moto. And what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about motorcycles, vintage motorcycles, and all kinds of fun you can have with them. Uh, I think we should start this off with Sound a... Sound Joe. Excellent. And they're Very off. Good. The beer has been cracked. Everyone take a ceremonial sip. It's delicious. Not like we haven't been ceremoniously sipping for the past like two hours. <laughs> Honestly, that's the way. If anybody wants to visualize what our podcasts look like. Our pre-pro meetings, if you will. Thank you very much. Our pre-pro meetings are all about sitting around the garage, talking about motorcycles, thinking about what we're going to talk about in the podcast, drinking. Now, tonight, what did we start with? We started with Vanilla Porter from Breckenridge Brewery. I had some yingling. You had some yingling? Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, Joe, what have you been up to tonight? I was drinking wine at my house. Oh, and then, uh, oh wine. Uh, do you I've extend your pinky I've noticed you've been drinking now? a lot more wine lately. Yeah, I'm trying not to be a fat slob. So the wine's helping? Yeah, I've been losing weight. It's good. I've I can been, tell. I'm working out. I'm trying to... I'm trying to you lost, uh, your, uh, you lost your trademark handlebars. I lost my handlebar mustache. And uh, yeah, I got some big gigs coming up. In the next couple of months, so I've been trying to uh, slim down. That's I don't good. Know. Getting, yeah, I get to your fighting weight so you can mm-hmm. go out on the road and destroy your body. I, I love the story, yeah. though, about uh, when you shaved off your handlebar and came out of the bathroom. What'd your daughter do? Oh, my daughter touched my lip and was crying. I oh, missed no. my chance. I really missed my chance at a viral video because oh, if man. I would have, if I would have filmed myself with the handlebar mustache. Right. Because, uh, yeah, the first nine months my daughter was alive, I had a handlebar mustache, and then I shaved it. And if I would have filmed her reaction, I would have got probably three million hits. And you would have saved the (laughs) world, because I think the the hipster nation would have seen that and decided universally to shave their mustaches. Yeah. It wasn't can, a hipster or, thing. Or universally that it. they should keep their no, mustaches no, because they will make children cool. cry without them. Well, and his mustache was like a good effing It was mustache. a proper handlebar mustache. Steal attention from everybody in the room. Oh, yeah. Mustache. You can't yeah. not look at his face. I saw his handlebar, his handlebar mustache down once, not waxed up. And it was like Yosemite <laughs> Sam after yeah, he got out of hanging. being like dunked in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was yeah. My, that did you was look like Zoidberg? He did it look was, like Zoidberg. It was, <laughs> it was ten and a half months of a handlebar mustache. Of facial hair growth. Of just a mustache. Of just if you grow your mustache for ten and a half months <laughs> and then talk to me. I mean, it was it, it was, was serious. It was good. That, so, yeah, that was the thing when I started uh, when I started carrying the goatee, the Van Dyke. It's always a fun thing because you shave it off for a while and then it grows right back. But the first time you ride your motorcycle with a Van Dyke and you feel the wind pushing your beard around, yeah. it's a great feeling, man. It's, well, it's, when you when you have a handlebar mustache and you are listening to your iPod and your i your your uh, headphone cord gets wrapped in your <laughs> handlebar, it's a, it's a special day and it's fantastic. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it makes you uh, very happy. You're like, Jesus Christ. It starts to look like a fucking Christmas tree. Yeah, you're like, this shit is real. This is happening. It's it's hooking on things. Yeah, I'm personally about two months yeah. from Mountain Man. You so. are Mountain Man. You've actually yeah. gotten to the point of, you look like you're ready to get low. Yeah. You're yeah. sort of at base camp right now. You are at base close, camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's coming off this weekend. Is it really? It's it's coming off in stages. Are you going to do, are you going to do like the... Like maybe the the Van oh, yes. sort of. No, I'm doing the monkey tail. The the the, <laughs> the Lemmy. Uh, well, it, it'll get into a Lemmy for sure. You Why don't you? Yeah, the Van Buren though. I like the idea of the Van Buren. Well, the I don't Van want to kill Buren. the mustache first. Oh. Yeah, you have mustache, to. Do. The mustache is going to be the last to go because I'm, I'm working on. It. I got some handlebars going. Oh, you do have some handlebars. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say like uh, I have I have wax left. I'm going to have to borrow that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to yeah. you. It's right. a very expensive tin. I got off the uh, I'll give internet. It back. I swear. Tonight There's on this, Facial uh, Hair Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanna, <laughs> so, Penny, what are you working on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a da- I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> if you want to go. She's been working on her Merkin. <laughs> if you want to go uh, the Firehouse Mustache Wax, there's these guys in Philly. They, uh, they're firemen and mm-hmm. they live in this firehouse. Yeah. And they all have handlebar mustaches. They, they okay. make their own wax. Out of 100% so hand-squeezed so, otters? Dude, it's so great. <laughs> the wax is great. <laughs> hand-squeezed so otters. <laughs> hand-squeezed otter wax. You should definitely do a handlebar. I, it's it's there. Well, he's, I, I can I'm see he's got on. one hiding there. It's, it's, oh, yeah, he does. It's there. He's got a... He's got a oh, That's going to be the last yeah. stage. Yeah, it's there. The, first, the like, first will be like the uh, the Grover... Uh, the Grover Cleveland? The James A. Garfield? Yeah, the James Garfield. There you go. The James A. Garfield. Yeah. And James then we can Garfield and shoot you, and then I'll yeah exactly, <laughs> and then I'll do the uh, the outlaw biker. Aaron Burr, please. Oh, that's I'm sorry, that's right. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, it'll yeah, be the uh, the singer from the Aaron village Burr. people. Aaron Burr. <laughs> do the Zappa. more Garfields than Aaron Burr. Uh, <laughs> hey, so we're oh, you know we open you know we're getting ready to open the the mentor shop, which is called Cleveland Moto. So we have to go to a council meeting where they will basically look at our business and decide whether or not these members of council are going to allow us to appear in their city. And the city, the citizens, are invited to attend these council meetings, which is a mixed bag. You never know what you're going to get. But Nut basically, jobs, you're, on, sure. okay, you're on trial. And you're on trial, and the city council people, they do this, what, once a month? So the city council just knows about this. And the city of Mentor is totally squared away. They have this thing on their local cable access feed. So if you'd have been watching Channel 348 that night, you could have seen me go before the board. Oh, Only wow. if you live in Lake County. Okay, fair game. <laughs> Do you know it's on their website? Is it on their website? It is. Uh, okay. Really? Anyway. Oh, we, oh, post a link on the blog. Yeah, I forgot Penny, to tell you, you that. you got a job. Yep, there you go. Penny, <laughs> oh, finally. Mission just, statement. Thank God. Mission statement. All this time. Get that taken care of. Anyhow, so the citizens of the people who appear to potentially protest me and say why they shouldn't be allowed to have a scooter and motorcycle shop in Mentor, Ohio on Mentor Avenue is the guy that lives like right behind our shop. So okay. like along Mentor Avenue. He so he was on the one street. guy that showed up. And the wife. There were a couple of people that showed up that were kind of disqualified, but he was the one they let speak. Hmm. And he had a I think he had a legitimate beef. He did. Like he doesn't want the noise of our shop. We even talked about that house. His actually. you know backyard. A piece of his backyard, because his backyard is adjacent to not only our shop, but the strip mall that we're in, and a quaint little bar called the Shamrock, mm. which is the smallest punch palace you're ever going to find. I think every Atlanta. city has punch a bar palace. called the Shamrock. Dude, this thing is serious. Remember, remember, I used to be a police officer in Manor. It's, it's Irish. And the name of the, the, name of the game was, the if you Shamrock. ever went to a call at the Shamrock, that you were not leaving without a bloody lip. 
Like, this was guaranteed to be... This is a swingers bar, and I don't mean trade yeah, keys. the good kind. This is not the good kind. <laughs> this is the bad kind of swingers bar. They got a poll, right? You walk into the place, and somebody somewhere decided at this joint that it'd be really fun for them to have a poll. A stripper but it's poll. But an, it's an Irish... Fireman's pole. No, it's a stripper pole. <laughs> yeah, it's, a stripper pole. It's, a, it's a lowest bidder stripper pole. <laughs> the problem with stripper poles is. I don't know. I think we saw the absolute lowest bidder stripper pole at the Pumpkin Center. Oh, the Pumpkin Center was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. That it, was, was, it wasn't brass, it was spray painted. That was spray painted, that was brass spray painted gold. <laughs> colored. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was what we call a color we like to call a ghetto gold. So, or chrome in a can. Yeah. It was but right in front of the stage, which it, I'm wondering what acts have actually played on. This place, this pole, is surrounded by the uh, mirrors that you can buy for like 59 cents oh, a square. Fuck. The The one-by-one mirrors go around it. But the principal function that you can do on a stripper's pole is spin, right? I mean, that's why yes. they designed the damn thing. Of course. Thing. Well, the problem is the amount of space There's that they have. There's not had, enough room. There ain't enough room. <laughs> it's the equivalent of putting a stripper's pole in a closet. Oh, no. Okay? Mm. So there is no way you could get on this pole and swing unless you were like 33 inches tall. Or paraplegic, like like a double amputee. <laughs> or, a pro- or a proper so, meth head. Come on. Right. Yeah, for real. So if you're a double amputee, you might be able to hook up a full 360 on this pole. But otherwise, you ain't going around in a circle on this pole. But I walked in, I was like, what kind of talent gets... Oh, Penny Light's another one. What kind of talent gets on the pole at the Shamrock and Mentor? I don't want to know. It's got to be ugly. But anyway, this is in this person's backyard. So they have some justifiable concerns about us bringing some bikes in and tuning bikes and working sure. essentially on the other side of a, a pretty poorly built fence. But but with, with the good quality people that go to the Shamrock, I mean, I can see their concern. <laughs> well, their statement was You may not want to bother people, those folks. Well, their statement that I think won over the audience was, we've had people leaving the Shamrock at night deciding to have sex on our no, patio. No, no, he said treat treat our backyard like lover's lane. That was right. Which oh, is a very gentlemanly oh, way to very, say very it. Cute. Right. That's mm. very cute. Yeah, that's cute. So after we got approved by council, after things went well, uh, what was our vote on that? Well, originally it was 8 to 1. 8 to 1? And okay. then when we got the paper results, it was unanimous. It was unanimous. So somebody changed their vote. Okay. We had one dissenting, you know, one, one member of council didn't like the idea of us doing what we were doing, but they later reneged apparently. Well, because, I, I mean, I guess when people buy a new motorcycle or scooter, you know, and, and they just want to go fuck on somebody's backyard... <laughs> You know, yeah. like, I oh my god, I'm so excited. Let's concern. go screw on right. that guy's, yeah. you know, yeah. glider over there. I think the there. shamrock is more of a concern. Well, and we're right, guys. and we're right next door to a. a you guys are nine to five, yeah. basically. You've yeah. left out the, the middle piece between the shamrock and us. The middle piece, what links us to the shamrock, is a place that is obviously a dilapidated single-family home that has been turned into a psychic's office. Oh, right. Oh, palm reader and psychic, and it's scary. Apparently, of, of all of the things that they saw in the future, a well-painted sign wasn't one of them. Because their place is a shithole. It looks... In Mentor, Ohio, this is the little touch of ghetto that brings down the property values of everything right. around Except it. they all drive Cadillacs and Lincolns. No, not a Cadillac and a Lincoln. It's a freaking Mercedes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Five Series. I mean, it's beautiful. It's a monster. C-class, gorgeous Mercedes with all the little kids coming out. You know, and they're all, you know... Forty-eight percent overweight for their for their age, and they're <laughs> running the around the psychics going so to convenience. So they're well like, to do that. Slim gyms and you know, bunch of you know corn syrup to eat. Future diabetics, yeah, future diabetics, mm-hmm. exactly. But that's who 
populates. And the interesting thing is they have a decent-sized parking area in front of the Psychics, but they all choose to park in front of my store, which isn't even on the same <laughs> piece of property. The they psychics. don't want to be associated with their own place. <laughs> yeah, the Psychic. Yeah, because the Mercedes looks so out of place in front of the Psychic's mm-hmm. office. But does the Psychic... Or does it? Do well? Man, they must do well, really well, I don't know if they do well. Or if it's a cover business or what's going on. Right. But they park in front of my store, which we are going to have a sign put in front that says, if you're going to the psychics, we see a tow truck in your future. (laughs) Just to to, send them the right message. Because we are, I mean, we're going to be running a business out of here. And we don't need to, you know, parking's limited. So that's the deal. So this dude, city council meeting, goes and, you know, gives us kind of the only ration of shit we got at this city council meeting. And then afterwards, I want to track the guy down and make sure he's cool with us doing what we're doing because ultimately he's going to be my neighbor. So we catch him in the elevator, and he's a super sweet dude. But he hands me his business card. And what do you think this man does for a living? Sells insurance. Oh, no. Oh, no. No? He is a James A. Garfield impersonator. All right. (laughs) Brings us back to the Garfield. I was wondering where this story was going. In the home lived in and occupied by President because James A. Garfield in Mentor, Ohio. Ohio. He lives the home no, of he President works. James A. Garfield. He works. He lives behind my store. I've been to his grave. And he works <laughs> at... not the same guy. <laughs> and he works at the home of President okay. James A. Garfield as a as James A. Garfield reenactor. The man that lives behind your shop yes. is James A. Garfield. Oh my god. He just yes. sort of casually slipped this into conversation when he handed 20 minutes. Like card. it was normal. Like it's normal. And his business card is Says a photo James of a. Garfield. him doing like the lapel grab. Who's looking for look? a James A. Garfield impersonator? James A. Garfield's home on Manor Avenue in Mentor, Ohio. Wow. Many, many tours. Just like at Henry Ford Deerfield Village in, you know, Michigan, I'm sure they have a Henry Ford. Probably you know, 30 of them. Probably a bunch of them. Yeah. But in any so case, for, for my daughter's next birthday party, yes. I can hire a James A. Garfield impersonator. We know where to find him. She will be so excited. Yeah, kids love history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aaron Burke can come in and shoot him. Ooh, now you're talking. Well, now we have to find an impersonator for him. I Shit. challenge you to a duel. Damn. Wait. Right. So Garfield, Yeah. he's buried, though, at Lakeview. In Cleveland, right? I believe so, yes. Yes. I've been there. Right, we've been to his grave. I saw it. It's a beautiful cemetery. It's beautiful. It's one of the nicest places to ride a motorcycle in Cleveland. The best, yes. It is. They, but they, it's gorgeous. They yelled at me for riding the what scooter there. Ever. I ride there all the time. Most of the photo shoots that I do with the bikes, like with the beautiful Lake trees, View. it's Lakeview Cemetery. Yeah. It's gorgeous. You ever go to uh, Ray Chapman's grave? Yes. I've been to you Ray know Chapman's that, grave. right? Absolutely. He, Ray Chapman is uh, the only person that was ever killed playing Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, he played for the Cleveland Indians in the 1920s. He was hit in that temple mm-hmm. by Sal the Barber, and he died. And he's buried in Lakeview Cemetery, and everyone puts baseballs, baseballs. on his grave. <laughs> the, most the thing that, that killed kill him. Right. <laughs> That's like throwing AIDS on Easy es grave. It's bizarre. It's like putting a bathtub on Whitney Houston's grave. <laughs> yes, like taking a gravy boat and putting it on Whitney Houston's grave. <laughs> oh, topical. Oh, topical. 
Oh yes, fifteen minutes in, we, we have yet to talk about Ta-da. motorcycles. <laughs> this is a motorcycle podcast. That's right. Yes. Oh, is it? It's brilliant. Uh, I thought it was the view. Oh. <laughs> Way too much facial hair. For view, the view askew. Uh, well, I'm not. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. The uh, so. Back to the being a whole I'm just I just goddamn. I'm just Wait. gonna do this because I'm Excellent. so happy that we talked about Ray Chapman. That's brilliant. In a fucking a, thank you. A sports reference mm. in a non-sports podcast. It's on my CD. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, that bit. Yeah, the Ray Chapman <laughs> bit Ray is Chapman on my is. CD. Yeah, yeah, that's where I yes. pulled it from. Yeah. Gentlemen on iTunes. By Joe Howard. Gentlemen by Joe Howard. Thank you. And you can see You can plug plug. that. You can plug it. And you can actually see his amazing handlebar mustache. That is true. It's on the cover. It's on the cover. That is one of the classiest photos. on iTunes. Right. That is my CD. Uh, I'm a stand-up comic. And uh, And you can get 58 minutes of other stories other than... Other than that. (laughs) Yeah. Because you know, you got that one for free. I definitely definitely threw that out because it was, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you? Now, I know when you showed me that photo taken at your friend's wedding in the nice tux with the handlebar mustache, I said, Joe, that better be your album cover. That's true. And it is. And it came true. And you win. Yes. And on to motorcycles. Are we talking about motorcycles? No, thought, we were talking about Garfield. We were talking about Garfield. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot. My ultimate goal is this guy. Wait, shit, this, this is not James is Garfield podcast. This is James, Gar- James oh, Garfield. Man, I get them podcast. confused. Name it. My goal is to get, them get confused. James Garfield on a bike. Because if we can get James Garfield on a bike, a James we have Garfield won. impersonator. I yeah. see a sidecar in his future. I do see mm. a sidecar in his future. We could do something steampunk for him, though. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, steampunk's way before him. <laughs> I think it would look awesome. I like the juxtaposition. I think if you got him on an, on an Enfield with a sidecar. An Enfield so with anyway, that guy. anyway, you talked to him. How'd it go? He was very cool. Yeah, and he's, and he... And he was, and I'm very, I'm actually. The beard, how is the beard? It's solid. It's 100% it's great, right? solid. It's very it's like down. Not even kidding around. Once he handed me the business card that said James A. Garfield yeah. on it, it all came around. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, he's not a creepy dude that's growing this weird beard. This is his damn job. Nor is he a cranky old man that just wants to pick Nor is he a cranky old man that just wants to pick a he's fight. He's James Garfield. He's James A. Garfield. <laughs> that, isn't that great? Like yeah. if an Elvis I'm the juggernaut, imper- bitch. If no. an Elvis impersonator was fucking with you, you'd have to be like, "Come on, <laughs> really?" But when a James A. Garfield impersonator, yeah, and you know he knows the whole story because he works yeah. with these kids every day, right? And he works at the home of James A. Garfield, and he had tons of incidental information, by the way, as he would. Uh, you know, he just had like, you know, well, we painted it the actual color. You know, the last time that you toured it, it was probably different, but we've gone and we've got a grant and we've done, we're, we're aiming for authenticity. And I was just like, oh God, I, I saw so You should have pulled out a tiny gun and shot and him shot in him. the belly. <laughs> yeah. Now somebody who's more knowledgeable than I can, can tell me the story about this, but I believe that this was the duel with Aaron Burr. It was a duel. Where yeah. James A. Garfield refused to shoot him. And shot into the air, but then Aaron Burr shot, shot him. him. And Aaron Burr uh, was a renowned dueler because I believe he killed more than just James A. Carfield, yeah. didn't he? And, he's and apparently, for more than that. Yeah. he got hit and stayed alive for like a couple oh, days. Oh, God. You know, that's one of the. Shot him in the gut. Oh, what, what a way to go. What a go. Dustin is giving us the. This is the worst no motorcycle, motorcycle podcast ever. Yeah, well, uh, no, it's not, we are I'm at, entertaining. We are at like 19 minutes oh, and have barely spoke of motorcycles. Come over. Yeah, well, so what? 
The uh, <laughs> sorry. Joe shows up and we just go off topic. I do. I do. I, he tends I don't to ruin things. Talk about bikes. That's all right. right. Go ahead. So, but while we're on the subject of motorcycles, uh, which by the way, <laughs> right? Joe does not own a motorcycle. No, I don't. And you have ridden <clears> one before. At any point, no, in your not life? really. Okay, yeah, yeah you have. No, you have CBs. Hold on, CB three fifty. Right, Penny. Have you? You've ridden scooters. I know you, we we sold you a Stella years and years ago. That's true. And you had uh, you've ridden other automatic e twisty kind of scooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever ridden a motorcycle? I have not. Okay, so you guys are both scooter people. Yeah, but you're not motorcycle people. No, not really. Yeah. Now, when you're looking around, that brings us on topic now. Right. For, because yeah, let's go. Well, and here's why: because we've been getting emails from a lot of people, which is really cool that people are emailing us with suggestions and topics and things like that. But the one email I got was brilliant, and the guy basically said, "When I listen to your podcast, a lot of times all I hear is click, 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 cam chain, click, 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 valve lash, click, 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 you know, anaerobic sealing agents." Uh, so he was like, "You know, some of us." They're kind of new to this game. You know, right. Some of us are not twenty-year veterans. That almost offends motors. me. Like I'm making, I'm missing clicks in the audio. I'm not, I'm not doing I my job. Way to go, <laughs> audio engineer. Not, it's just yeah. like our, our our podcasts are staggering. They're going click, 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 anaerobic, click, click, click. Sorry, dude. That's Man, the way it comes out. I got, I got to tighten That's down my production it. quality here. Put away the damn eight track, and by that I mean realistic, old school. Fades out in the middle. Uh, you know, I still do have the. Uh, I see the, the pioneer reel to reel reel that we'll be using next week. Okay, and, and the uh, so. <laughs> A lot of people that are new, yeah, way to go. Way to take us off topic. I do that. The, uh, so what are the motorcycles that you guys who don't currently ride motorcycles, what is out there in the market today? Uh, Penny just came back from the Indianapolis Dealer Expo and got to see gajillions of motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, we just had the IX Center Motorcycle Show in Cleveland over the winter. Uh, what's out there that actually calls out to you guys who haven't been riding motorcycles for 20 years. Go ahead. <laughs> nice. No, for me, it's like, um, I'm, a, I'm a scooter guy. I like, I just have a Stella that yeah. I've had, you know, and I just, uh, I just ride that oh, yeah. nonstop to you ride work. it constantly. Love it. Ride it. Uh, See, I, but I like what, I like what Dustin and, uh, my buddies over here are doing. They're working on like CB 350s, uh, Hondas, and turning them into like cafe racers and stuff. I like that. But <clears throat> other than that, I mean, I don't know. I like, like, I'll ride to work. Like, I work at a factory and I'll ride on my Stella. And uh, like I rode uh, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I pulled in and no one was there, and I was just like laughing. I was like, "You were the no- only one on." Two I, yeah, I was like, "There's no fucking Harleys out here. What's up?" Yeah, you see, know, I, lo- I, I love your stories them. about going to work with all the guys and their Harleys yeah. and sport bikes. The and Harley whatnot. guys are cool though; they like me, but they're like, they're like, "What the fuck?" But I ride in the shittiest weather. I don't care, you know. So That's it's admirable. so cool. Like I like that, but. I mean, as far as motorcycles go, I don't know. It's a, uh, I don't know. I just, I just like old scooters. That's it. Yeah, that's what I well, like. Hey, you have your preference, and that's yeah, that's you know what I what? like. Man, that's so, that's fine. I want a Lambretta so bad. I Phil <sighs> won't fucking hook me up. Yeah, I didn't loan you or anything for any extended yeah. test drive. <laughs> you that did. was the longest test drive in history. I should have gave you money for that. You, 
You didn't I'm lose so the bad. side cover on the side of the road or anything. Yeah, on that it did. Bike, it flew off. I should have gave you money for and that. And you know who's it's driving just... your scooter right now? I know. The guy from Rancid. Lars. Yep. <laughs> yep. Lars is driving your scooter right now. Guess yep. what? You missed it. I should have bought that. That could have been yours. I should have bought that. When you look at when you're so looking mad. at bikes, because there's so much out there right now, every company is aiming at like a couple of years ago it was choppers. Everything was choppers. Like everybody oh Honda did God. the fury. Ugh. Like people were building <laughs> It still is. Everyone still thinks that that's what people want. Yeah. Okay, so companies like Honda are building motorcycles that look like Jesse James kind of stuff, right? That's what they want. That's what they right. That's what they think people want, but you're a legitimate you're a person who's a new driver, and you know you are looking at motorcycles. What actually attracts you? Um, well, I've always had an eyeball for things that are older style, style stylistically speaking, classic uh, designs. I am 100% uninterested in brand new motorcycles. Yeah. Um, Me too. Not as a, partly as style, but also just. I just feel like they don't have enough soul yet, maybe. And um, I see motorcycles come and go from the shop all day long. And yeah. I walk through the, the rows that we have, and I see all of the ones. And I, the only one that ever actually turned my head was that CB400. Yeah, that, the Super Sport. That's there. Yeah, yeah the, the, the blue tank. I That's the only one that actually mm-hmm. stopped me in my tracks. And that's a very sexy bike. And its era, when it came out... That was the motorcycle that a lot of people said was the first ever factory-built cafe racer. It had this very intriguing four-to-one exhaust with the curves in it. Looks like spaghetti coming out of the motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shape of the gas tank was sort of racetrack-derived. The seat at the tail, the CB400F, had a very distinctive seat. Mm-hmm. And that motorcycle was the factory building a six-speed small displacement four-cylinder motorcycle. It's kind of the, the first production cafe that racer was, yeah. out, outside of maybe a few really expensive British bikes. Right. Yeah. But the Honda I, Honda did make the first yeah. and so that's put it on the street cafe racer. To you. It is, but I uh, but I guess when I hear when I hear cafe I can't help but probably like 75% of the population now mm-hmm. think of the the sort of stylized Drop bars, mm-hmm. you know that. Well, you're thinking 75 percent of our population well, yeah, sure. of the people yeah. that are just now knowing yeah. when they when they hear the words cafe racer. Yeah, because I work with that. 150 people that don't know what a cafe racer right. is. They don't even know what the that's my daily is. job. Yeah. You know the, the job I go to in, a, in an office Mine building too, downtown. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> no, but but where I go, any of them that actually know what a cafe racer is is because they saw me on my motorcycle and went, "Wow, that's cool. What, what is kind that?" And then I had to go into the long form because there's no short form of explaining yeah. that bike to anyone. <laughs> they know that it's not a Harley Davidson, yeah. and right. that's as exactly. Much as they know. Yeah. And 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 I can't I can't say well that it's it's a Honda CL350 because it's not anymore. It's, no, there's nothing left of that bike. And they would the have no image in their mind of what a Honda right. CL350 right. looked like. So. But now, anyway, of right. the bikes that are out new, because there are a lot of companies that are aiming for your retro dollar. So, um, you know, Suzuki's got a little 250. It's called the TU or uh, TU250. Yeah. That's a very retro style. We, we know we've got that Cleveland Cycle Works bike in the shop that's called the Misfit. And that's another 250 that's totally cafeed out, like with the one that we did with the drop bars on it. It looks like, you know, anybody, if you didn't know better, you'd think that some guy cobbled that together in his garage. Well, in those Suzuki's, there's a company out there that sells a whole kit for like two grand. 
to wow. turn that bike. Two thousand dollars to yeah, turn that bike. to turn bike that bike into a into bona fide cafe a racer. Misfit two fifty. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you do know the, the Misfit the, costs around $3,200. Right, it's like so. the tank, the seat, the everything. We well, yeah. actually got to know how to turn a wrench to actually make everything right. work yeah. out. But it's kind of funny. It's still, though, it's bolt-on parts. It's bolt-on it's, stuff. It's, yeah. So of the bikes that are out, because we do know that Triumph has a Thruxton that's extremely retro. Lovely uh, bike, totally too. Cafe. I, 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 I mean, like it's a cafe Thruxton. bike. Yeah. Uh, Moto Guzzi's got that V7 as a mm-hmm. cafe racer and as a classic. So of the... The companies that you saw that were out there that are actually building bikes that are homages to older bikes. So they've got their new bikes, but they have old bike DNA. Do any of those bikes appeal to you more, one more so than the other? Or you think, well, that would be if I had to have a brand new bike. Because I think that's where a lot of people are looking right now. There's a lot of bait on the ground for people that, are, that want a retro bike but don't want the turning wrenches of a retro bike. So are you thinking like an Enfield? Like, uh, and Enfields too. That's another one yeah, to bring up because people, the Enfields have that super, I mean, they're super retro. retro. They're 53. I mean, right? that's, that's crazy retro. Well, they haven't changed yeah. their tooling. They haven't changed their tooling since That would be something that I, if I was going to have to, if, if somebody said you have to get a brand new right. motorcycle, <clears throat> I, I would much rather, um, I would much rather go with something that has built-in style. Yeah. Then have to go. I would. I'd rather. <laughs> this is very. Well, whatever. I would sacrifice. Um, performance. Convenience. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or performance, maybe. Yeah. Um, for something that just feels like like it at least wants to be something else. So it, it may have a certain degree of authenticity to it. Yeah. Or it may I like have, I, when I see. I know everybody loves the performance of Ducati, and they think that they're you know they're the most fantastic bikes ever built, but they are so wholly unattractive. Remind me to bring to me. up Ducati later. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're oh, so yeah. unattractive to me right. aesthetically that it doesn't matter what performance it is because I'm probably not going to look at it twice. Right. Now you mean That's new Ducati, me. right? New Ducati. Yeah, yeah. old yeah, yeah, Ducati is yeah. yeah. beautiful. But I mean, as far as like modern conveniences mm-hmm. of new bikes, sure. I mean, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat per, you know Ducati's suspension. You're not going to beat. That I mean, there's a reason those bikes cost what they do and handle the way they do and win races because they're technologically they are superior. Mm-hmm. However, you, a parade of twenty of them could show up and it's not going to get your attention the way other bikes would. Right. I I would I would rather <clears throat> I would rather feel like I would sacrifice speed and per, performance in the in the upper levels right. for something that I that I, I think performance was a, a, a wrong word I said because a lot of the bikes perform very well oh yeah I, I, when I said performance I meant high performance right. which would go with the speed so as a the, newer right. rider okay like, I mean it, yeah. then I yeah. mean it the same way as, as, you, as a okay. newer as rider yeah I'm not going to go screaming down the road. You don't give a damn about yeah. 200 yeah. miles an hour. No. And you don't give a damn about, you know, no. it stops. You're, you're I, not, I barely you're not give a damn about 80 miles an hour. <laughs> you don't want to be dragging your knee through a corner. No. You're, oh, God, you know, no. You go if ride I, a when I have done that, it's been purely accidental. But you do know that people go out. I mean, we, I mean, we know people. And people that do go out and purchase... Uh, Scott Calismo was just in our shop the other day. And he said that he had somebody he was talking to about buying a 250cc as his first bike. And so that... That one of the people that he talked to said, "No, man, a two, two a two fifty is too small. I'm going to buy at least a six hundred. And he said, "Well, but you're a brand new rider. You've never ridden anything before." And the guy, I guess, went out and bought a GSXR six hundred, 
and oh, and that's is, a great first bike. Exactly. Good lord. And we all know Suzuki GSX R six hundred somewhere around one hundred and forty horsepower. They raced them on the Isle of Man. They race for them fuck's sake. It's a race Come motorcycle. On. And this person decided to start with that as their first bike, and and this this story ends in tragedy as the person was killed because <gasps> oh, their decision man. did not. Their decision of ego got in the way of reality. As a first-time rider, as an initial rider of a vehicle, going out and purchasing something because Harleys are 1,340 cc's and because Hayabusa's are 1,300 cc's. So 600 cc's in American culture is deemed to be a, quote, girl's bike or an entry-level bike because Whatever. it's 600 cc's to people who are uninitiated. Wow, well, I just totally said a complete girl's whatever. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> whatever. I even, I even saw whatever. your chin go when you did it. Yeah. Bitch. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Penny just called me a bitch. Uh-huh. I was finishing your sentence. And I deserved it. Like a yes. Just aim for the wet spot. Oh, a very hairy one. It's like a, 70s, it's like a 70s vagina. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. It's like an old jungle movie. It's retro. I would never. It's retro. I would never. I like I'm watching I wouldn't, National You shouldn't Geographic. talk with that hat on, though. I couldn't. It's retro. <laughs> Couldn't go there. So the uh, so the guy. I mean, I guess the long and short of it is a 600 cc sport bike is a horrible first bike. So when you're I would say looking, so. Yeah, and when you're looking at a first motorcycle, and your friends tell you that a 600 cc <clears throat> is a quote small motorcycle, uh, that I mean, you're playing with fire. As a new rider with limited skills, you do not want to have control over hundreds plural of horsepower. Fuck no. And. I have more fun on a 30 horsepower motorcycle mm-hmm. back and forth to work, and you're riding a 10 and a half horsepower Stella at this point. Absolutely. And having a goddamn good time of it. So great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been riding it for a couple of years. And, and I see like, you with your wife on the back. And just boom. And having a blast. Great. Right. I mean, this is yeah. seriously well, fun. It's what I you plan on doing with it. you faggot. It's not like no, you're a moped, you queers. Excuse me. We don't, we don't say fag on this oh, podcast. Sorry. We say Camaro. We say Camaro. We say Camaro. Oh, so, you know, you Camaros. There you go. You. There you go. <laughs> I can hit I can hit sixty five yeah. oh, and easily. get up there. Right. Joe hung with me on the highway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's yeah. I mean that's saying something. The first mods and rockers we left together because I had to take off to uh, oh, yeah. to LA oh, yeah. the next yeah, morning split. for work. And so you did the highway. So Joe on Joe rode back and he he did the highway on the Stella. And it's one thing to, Absolutely. to just say he did the highway on the Stella. It's another thing entirely to, to say that you need to know Joe Howard Scooter. Because Joe Howard has a mod bike. Of course. And a mod bike has at least 45 extra pounds of chrome. Yes. <laughs> All chrome. It's, and it's, I, got four, I got four lights with an extra battery in the glow box. Yeah. I've definitely welded a bunch of extra shit there. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Bike. I have uh, yeah, at least mirrors. six mirrors. Tons of mirrors. Tons oh, of no. Mirrors. Six? Please. Six. Please. Come on. So it's son. not the picture Crack of aerodynamic stability. No. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, you're creating draft for the Winnebago behind yeah. you. Yeah. The guy in the RV behind you is like, I'm getting 21 miles per gallon. Please. I'm never going to pass this guy up. Dude Please. on the moped saving me gas. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, I'm on it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So... As a new bike rider, as a new bike buyer, when you're looking at going this, it sounds like you're saying you don't want to know about the new bikes, that, that you're way more interested in getting a vintage bike. It's not that I don't want to know about them as an informed Okay, I, I would guess it's, I, that's it's, right. right. It's more that I, 
I don't, they don't particularly you at care. They're not doing it for gonna, you. It's not going to affect my ultimate decision. Are That's you leaning more towards aesthetics? Is is it more the look of the bike that you're leaning Well, you know, towards? I feel like there is a reason that they are still around this many years later. And I, I agree with you 100%. There, but there's... Totally. It's... Um, I firmly believe in the way that things were built back then, mm-hmm. and that the that they were that they were built with such stability that they can be modified without worrying about the integrity of the frame or what else may be in there mm-hmm. in a perfect in a perfect world. Yeah, let's just say in theory. Well, they, they were they were quite uh, back then. They were simpler engineering machines. Engineering yes. came first, though. And yeah, that's one thing. And I would love to say about the older bikes. Is planned obsolescence wasn't necessarily part of the program. Well, and right now, uh, planned uh, um, EPA right. requirements are a huge part of the program. So that really affects the build of the yeah. motorcycle. It has to adhere to all the e- these EPA requirements. There are modern motorcycles that were never considered in the 60s and 70s. I mean, there are serious things. Like when we talk about a brand new motorcycle, that comes into our shop. We're talking about evaporative emissions canisters. We're talking oh, about yeah. carburetors that are designed to eliminate or emit only the smallest possible, you know, amount of owl-killing uh, vermin from the tailpipe. We have changed motorcycles to suit various uh, concerns about our environment. We've also changed them from a marketing standpoint so that a motorcycle no longer lasts 40 or 50 years so that they can sell you a new one every five or ten years. True. Uh, you know, as soon as you're done making the payments, you're uh, in line for another one. I actually have a screw on my bike to dial up or down the owl killing. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> depends how I feel that day, exactly. you know. I w- might uh, dial it up if I'm in a pissed-off mood. Or there, were, uh, there were advertisements years ago that when they first came out with fuel-injected motorcycles that what was coming out of the tailpipe in a city like London was cleaner than what was going into the motorcycle. So the motorcycle was essentially cleaning the air that went through it. Oh sure. Be- yeah. Oh yeah. Well, sure but this was. is. But the, <laughs> yeah right. But the trade-off in that <clears throat> is that you're losing. I work for a marketing company. Right. <laughs> exactly. I know sure. what bullshit is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 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 corporations. I produce it every day. Right. And remember that in the. Do you know 60s, what you produce is cleaner than what's coming in? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what's coming out of you is cleaner than what's going in. Yeah. As he's holding his high life. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't smelled the bathroom at our agency. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's nothing but lilies it's, and lilacs. It's dirty. <laughs> but the uh, remember that in the 60s and 70s, when these motorcycles were being asked uh, to produce nothing but horsepower, it, the only goal was, from an engineering standpoint, to be better than their competitors. That was the race. The race was to win races. The race was to be better. The race was not to meet an EPA standard. The race was not to meet a DOT standard. The race was to be the best. And that's what sold motorcycles, was being the best. And that's why we have 40 and plus years old motorcycles still running around at the hands of, you know, complete morons when it comes to maintenance. Yeah. And they come into the shop and we look at this bike and we're like, it's a 40-year-old motorcycle. How can it still be running? Right? What it is. Yeah, when a 63 Honda Dream comes into the shop... With you know forty three thousand miles on the clock, and the air filters are duct taped on. Duct taped <laughs> on. The, the damn intake boots turned to wood twenty years ago. Yeah. I mean, these motorcycles have received very ill maintenance, and they're still running really well, mm-hmm. like remarkably well. That you can. The guy rode it in, 
That's amazing to me. That's what appeals to me. That's really Aside from cool. aesthetics. Aesthetics is big, I grant you, but that the appeals to me. The fact that they were just built to do their job without the ancillary concerns of EPA or DOT or safety or anything else, it was just meant to do a damn job. And that's the job that the engineers in the 60s and 70s wanted the bikes to do. So to me, that's what makes the bikes more attractive. I know they're not fast. I know they're not going to blow my doors off at 140 miles an hour. I don't care about that. I don't go 140 miles an hour. I, I care about, and it's so cliche, but it's the, the smiles per hour. It is. The, that yeah. whole Aww. thing. Aww. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what a cute boy. Boy. Yeah. Sweet boy. What, what were you saying about marketing slogans? I almost oh, slipped that in there. <laughs> Dustin rides bikes with smiles per hour. Yeah. No, it's... Okay, even better. It's the the I've heard it put it put it this way. Uh, the the grin factor. The grin factor. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your what's what's your grin factor? Grin you know, factor? Yeah. if I take anything out, no matter how fast it goes, no matter you know how torquey or crazy it is, man. If I get done riding that bike and I'm like, that was fun. Then that's the. Bike. It's a great bike. That's a great bike. It's you know, a fantastic bike. Because right now, I think that that's the thing. Every manufacturer is chasing a vintage thing because the marketing department has told them that that's what Americans are into right now. That's what people worldwide are into. The reason, and I'll go back, I know I've said it before. Guys in Germany are not allowed to talk about the good old days. Right? We know why. Okay? <laughs> right. It involves jack boots, involves a lot of nasty things. But in America, we love talking about the good old days. Why? Because the modern we days won that war. suck. Right? Because <laughs> the future doesn't look so good, and modern times aren't so good. And that's why we've got Camaros and PT Cruisers and Prowlers and Challengers and Chargers and every retro car that, that our parents drove is back again. And you know what? They look like they looked in the 60s yeah. and 70s, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So retro is king in the United States, even though it's not aerodynamically correct and it doesn't make sense. Oh, man, all that shit really started, too, in 2006 Yeah, with, when it was the anniversary, the 40th anniversary of the, the Mustang. Okay. And they yeah. released that... 2006 kind of looks like the 2006, well, the 2006 Mustang. Mustang had you one know. thing going for it, and at least the taillights were vertical. Right. right. They kind of worked it out. But realistically, and then, and then every other car, though, ever since then, it's the Challengers, everything like, came and out. That Charger is yeah. such a oh, retro. That, right, that, Charger, that Charger, you park it next to a new Charger of or course. a Challenger, and that Challenger, they're set, I mean, these cars yeah. look in the new Camaro. Same deal, right? They're nailing it. So... The big like, wait. GM. You're actually Camaro. You're actually talking about a car. Oh, the cars. As, oh, oh, cars. Okay, as, as good. Yeah, the, just making sure. Right. As to I hear the, Camaro as opposed to the odd acting, socially awkward adjective. Yeah. Adjective. <laughs> right. Exactly. But so those things. And that's why we make fun of them. But the uh, <laughs> but that thing of being Camaro came from somewhere, right? And True. being Camaro is greatly. I mean, when you look at the modern Camaro and you look at the old Camaro and you look at the type of guy that goes in and goes, I'm totally going to buy a new Camaro. You're like, uh, no, no. It wasn't right no. the first time, damn it. Right? <clears throat> I think we're worshiping at the wrong fucking altar. Yeah. I really do. I but think you could push that into the Mini Coopers, too. Well, everything. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. My wife bought a Fiat. I like the Mini Coopers. I, I agree. I do, too. Cooper angle. S There's is a great car. Right. Everybody is going to a certain look. Everybody's going to a certain style. The, the point is that we all have looked around and we went, wow, this is not an era that I'm necessarily proud of. Yes. True. 
This yeah. is an era I might not, and maybe this is a little social, a little too uh, socio-political. No, but, it's true. But it is yeah. true. We're not necessarily proud of what's going on right now, but we can look back to the past and go, those things were kick-ass then, and they're still kick-ass now. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe more fun than owning a new Challenger or a new Camaro, maybe it is more fun to own an old Camaro. But you do have to know what you're doing to own. Yeah, to own an old Camaro, you got to know. You're not going to be able to close the hood and leave the hood closed for 200,000 miles. You're going to have to open the hood every once in a while. You you don't take your old Camaro to the dealership. Well, you're going to have to figure out what a condenser is, and you're going to have to learn Mm -hmm. about timing. So, and, and most of the mechanics at the modern dealership wouldn't they won't know you. what the and fuck to do with an old Camaro. Vintage motorcycles are the same thing. Right now, vintage motorcycles are really attractive because a modern motorcycle could be ten or fifteen thousand dollars, but a vintage motorcycle can be ten or fifteen hundred dollars. So it's a factor of ten difference between mm-hmm. the new motorcycle that's kind of looking like an old motorcycle, or the actual honest item, the genuine article, so to speak. But the problem is, you own the genuine article, you are kind of at the mercy of people that know how to work on it, to a certain degree. And that's, a, I mean, that's kind of a big part of it. Everybody says they like the look of the new Triumph, but the old Triumph costs less. They like the look of XYZ modern motorcycle, the new Moto Guzzi. Well, believe me, the new V7 Classic, you can buy an old V7 Moto Guzzi. They're still out there. No, they're, and they're yeah. not as expensive as the new ones are. Uh, so, but the advantage to buying the new one is definitely when it comes to a maintenance standpoint, it's a motorcycle. You go out in your garage, turn the key, press the button, you ride to work. Oh, I'd say with the old ones too, like it, it, especially around our parts, you yeah. know, well, America. Yeah. Uh, if you had an old V7, right? You, you know, if something breaks down, you're going to be waiting on parts. Oh, it's going to be a hardship yeah. to own you're a not, year old motorcycle, especially if you're looking at a Moto Guzzi or yeah, some Triumphs and things like that. It's going to be a hard time to own it. The modern world that comes out, we've got two people here. Now, Joe, when you ride your bike, when you ride your scooter, yeah. are, are you a guy that wears the helmet every time you ride it? Uh, yeah, unless I'm going to a convenient right. for, like, beer. So you're pretty much <laughs> something. Yeah. You're aware. Yeah, if, yeah, I'm dr- yeah. if I'm drinking, no, right. yeah, I don't wear the helmet. Yeah. No, no. If I'm going to go to the bar. Let's be honest. If I'm going to go to the bar, I'll leave that helmet at home. No, but yeah. I care about aesthetics. Yeah. Because yeah. we know people that wear different outfits based on the motorcycles they ride. No. Like, we, you know, I know a guy personally that rode uh, sport bikes for years and years and years and always wore an armored jacket, always wore good boots, always wore gloves, always wore a full face helmet. On a Every, sport bike? On a sport bike. Oh, I, I figured it'd be a tank top, khaki shorts, and flip flops. Well, he wasn't a douche. <laughs> with, right? with, with a full face helmet, though. He was a non douche. DOT flip flops. Yeah, DOT, DOT flip flops. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The uh, patented Brian Bedell. The. Uh, but he did wear the right gear when he rode right. his sport bike. And then at some point he had a change of life. Okay, uh, so he had this, you know, menopause thing. And when he had menopause, <laughs> he started getting hot flashes and he bought a Harley Davidson. Right. Oh, shit. So he bought a Harley Davidson okay. and he started wearing what? Nothing. A vest? <laughs> a skid lid? Oh, yeah. he actually wore the skid he lid? Wore a skid lid. Wow. Because he was a helmet guy, right? Yeah. But he got himself a little skid lid and he basically wore a vest. Gloves, a skid lid, and some boots. Bucket. Right? Okay. And that was it. So um, they're both motorcycles. Right? Okay. And the sport bike is what? You know, 450 pounds. And the yeah. Harley's like, you know, five and a quarter, 550. So it's a bigger, heavier bike. But he thought that, he, you know, he's riding the Harley, he should change his outfit. Hmm. So he had an outfit that matched his motorcycle. <clears throat> and uh, end result is uh, he was coming off a of 480 and, and ended up 
Well, you know. Crashing? Ah. Yeah. So, because the Harley didn't go around that corner as good as a sport bike did. Uh, obviously. Do Harleys go around corners? And he wasn't dressed for the occasion. Uh. So, uh, we used to have a statement that you'd look in the mirror before you left the house and say, is this what I want to be wearing later on when I crash? I agree. And it's a very sobering statement to look in the mirror and say, is this what I want to be wearing later on when I crash? Mm. And as new riders, as people that are looking at getting into motorcycles, I mean, Penny has been riding scooters before. Joe's been riding scooters before. If you're making a move and you're going onto a motorcycle, which has potential ferocity compared to your scooter, because, I mean, you've had the front wheel in the air on your scooter. Yes. And you've had the front wheel in the air on your Mm -hmm. scooter. We both know that experience. Yes. And we know that you can pull the clutch in. Yes. And the front end does eventually land. Yes. And then you go inside and change your... Shorts. <laughs> yeah. You come back, or you, out. or you keep going, and your knuckles are white, and your eyes are white, and you act like it never happens. <laughs> yeah, because what most people who ride motorcycles don't know is that vintage style Vespa scooters, Stellas, are uh, the motors in the back. Yes. So the All center of gravity is in, in the back, behind your, your torque is under your ass and below and behind you. And they are two strokes, so they tend to develop their power at higher RPMs. So to get them going from a light, they want a few more RPMs than your normal motorcycle. And there's a very fine balance where they, what do they call that, the power curve? It's yeah. not so much a power curve as it is a precipice. Yeah. It is a sheer, it is a space shuttle-like trajectory. Yeah, it's more of a power launch. It's like, it's the, it's like the devil's it's tower. That's what we like to call that's with, that's with any That's with any two-stroke, too, right. you know? Yeah. And so a good launch on a two-stroke scooter is like getting it right is like an orchestra. Yes. Yeah, you got a lot of shit going on. But you get it wrong 30% of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's woohoo! Especially when you got a pass yeah. on the back. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, no. And that's when they're like, quit trying to impress me. You're like, I'm not trying to impress you. No, I'm scared. I'm, Did you like that? I'm, I'm starting on a hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> starting on a hill is like blue-green, blue-green, blue-green. The blue's the sky, the green's the ground. <laughs> that's yes. It. The, uh, so um, when you guys are thinking about going out riding, are you guys thinking about... Penny, are you looking at being a what we have a term that's called all the gear all the time? It's ATG ATT. ATG ATT, all the gear all the time, which means if you're going to go to the Quickie Mart down the corner, you're going to put on your helmet, your full face, you're going to put on your armor jacket, you're going to make sure you've got appropriate footwear on, and you're going to don your gloves and, and jeans and you're or something off, thick right, enough, right, something skid, skid resistant. Right. Mm-hmm. So, are you going to be an all the gear all the time person, or, or are you going to have a, a, a a more, you know, laissez-faire approach. Um, having been through a crash, I can say that my feeling is completely different than it used to be. I, But I also know myself well enough to know that I'm not putting gloves on every time I get on. Yeah. I just am not. But um, when I first started riding, I was in Illinois. I just moved from Chicago. And Chicago did not have a helmet law under a certain CC, and my Stella was not. Nor does Ohio. That's true. Um, so I didn't wind up getting anything that <laughs> I should have. But now I can say yes. Helmet. So you had a bike that, because of the size of the motor, your state said that you didn't have to wear a helmet. Yes. That's freaking weird. Well, right? yeah. Well, because Illinois does not have a helmet. Because if you fall off early at 40 miles an hour and your head hits oh, the I deck agree. at 40 miles an hour, mm-hmm. or if you fall off a, a, a moped at 40 miles an hour, your head still hits. Your head still hits the deck at 40 miles an hour. Yeah, my feeling has changed though. Let it be said. I I'm no longer I. I don't like helmets. I just don't, but I understand right. them, and I, I feel better about them logically than I ever have before. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, helmet always, footwear always, mm. jeans always, maybe not armor always, probably not gloves always. Okay. All right. But I, that's just for like a quick little jaunt. If I'm right. going out riding, yeah. then I probably still won't wear gloves, honestly. Okay. That just feels weird to me. But, sure. Um, unless it's cold out. Yes. So, so what you're saying is you hate your hands. <laughs> <laughs> They're my, really good at punching. My comment. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? I'm gloves. Uh, when I used to teach people how to ride was you may want to protect your hands because even as kids when we fell down we the first thing we do is put our hands out right Superman uh, so I guarantee when you fall off your motorcycle the first thing you're gonna do is put your hands out and later on when you're in the hospital there's gonna be so many things because you're so bored there's gonna be so many things you want to touch with your hands and if your hands are jacked up if your hands are jacked up you can't jack off and seriously, <laughs> your hospital stay is going to be that much longer. Wow. So I love I love gloves because I want to know that no matter Because you how, love to jack off. Oh, I love it. Are you kidding me? I want to know that no matter how wrecked I am. And for that guy hands, that said that our podcast is not work appropriate, we are sorry. We have an adult rating. I'm sorry. You knew what you were getting into mm-hmm. when you came in. We're sorry. Phil's yeah. not sorry. No, not at all. So what do you, I mean, I've seen you riding in every form of apparel. Yeah, I uh, I always I always do armor. Yeah, always a jacket. Yeah. I always see you in a jacket. I like it. Even hot jacket, days. Yeah, always hot yeah. days. Yeah. whatever. Even uh, work when I do my and I always wear a helmet yeah. unless I'm just uh, coming over here. Like bopping around the neighborhood. Yeah, like yeah. like yeah. my hood. Oh yeah, my hood is like four blocks. Right, and yeah, and for, so. and for the listeners, we live in a cottage district. There's yes. no sidewalks. There's, yeah, there's yeah, no sidewalks. Speed limit is like twenty miles whatever. an hour. Whatever. I've so. come over here on my scooter and my thong. And yeah, I, it, he right, has. And I've done yeah. it. And I have come over on the you know the 120 horsepower bike and just the toga, because I'm just in the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm just kind of yeah, hanging him, around. I yeah. wear all that stuff. And and if I'm going on a real ride, I dress up for real. No, you do, because every time like you come out of the shop, you look like you're riding a bike. Yeah, look. Yeah. I have, uh, <laughs> look, I have uh, steel-toed boots. Yeah. I put them on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're <laughs> That's the one. Oh, oh because I'm yeah. losing toes. It, that can be uh, that is that is Google searchable, I believe. It is, Google oh. is it? You can yeah, you can search Renee's foot. If you type in oh, Renee's Renee. toes, yeah. I think Google will. She return. lost a couple toes. Yeah, she did, and and, and that, that was because she was riding a bike, uh, and she was riding a bike wearing New Balance running shoes, and when she fell off the bike, when the bike came down on top of her, it got her foot between the shield, the pavement, and her bike, and. Because the pavement, because her foot was, she was supermaned out, thrown out on the ground, and the bike was on her foot, and it just it erased her last three toes on her right gone. foot. Gone, just gone. Piggy, yeah. I'm going to the Little market. Little Piggy is going to the market <laughs> and never coming back. Yeah, no. Yeah. They I sent can't. a tow truck and it did not help. Yeah, no. Oh, no. See that? oh no. The jokes never ended. See? Oh, God. You get to kiss her under the like missing it. toe? No, yeah. it's not mm. the missing toe. Wow. Yeah, she has no toes. <laughs> she has well, no toes. I have a I do foot have... fetish, so, you oh, know, it well, freaks me out. It freaks me fetish. out. That, yeah. This is a, but I, I, I do have three stories. Yeah. Three stories that go along with gear oh, yeah. and riding. Go right All of them involve a deer. Oh god, that's my actual nightmare. Oh fuck! Each story involves a deer. I just missed one. On your scooter? Well, yeah. That's terrifying. 
one All day. Right. Well, here's story Awful. number one. A uh, good friend of ours, Josh Collins, a uh, friend of the shop. You probably mm-hmm. met him. Yes. <clears throat> He's out on his motorcycle. Uh, he was going through the Metro Parks. He's doing about 45 miles an hour. Oh, a deer came out in front. Yeah, deer came out in front of him. He had no choice but to ditch. Ugh. He ditched. The bike killed the deer. <gasps> he hit the ground and rolled. <clears throat> he was wearing all of his gear: armor jacket, full face helmets, gloves, boots, jeans. It was actually very cold out, so he's wearing layers. So his bike killed the deer. He hit the ground and skid, and uh, he lived to tell about and it. And then he ate the deer. Yeah, and, oh. and he, actually, he no, no, he actually, he actually did get the, he, the the cop that showed up on the scene actually let him cut the rack off the deer mm. and keep it, oh. and and he actually rode the motorcycle home. Can I ask an, an <clears throat> incidental question? Okay. What did he have on him that he could cut the rack off the deer? The cop had a saw in his truck. Really? Uh, of course. Yeah. If you don't have a Gerber tool, by God, you're missing. <laughs> of course. Yeah, the cop, the, the cop got him. Some sort of sawing device out of the back of his car. That's it was in the Metro Park, so Penny, it was probably a Ranger. That's an excellent question that calls shenanigans on the entire story. That's true. No, I no. love it. Okay, wait, we yeah. got a question, Josh. Wait, wait, wait. This is actually a sub shenanigans because yeah. I've just moved from a Chicago. <laughs> in Chicago, if there's deer, yeah. the city stops and it's on the news and nobody understands what's oh, going on. Oh, we have on. deer right here, right now. Oh, right. Right. Well, yeah. If you open so, that door, yeah. there's three of them hanging in my, my wildlife questions come from my yeah. zip code. Well, to, yeah. to continue on to story number Sorry. two, yes. and this involves a customer of POC. Yes. Um, on his scooter, same thing, doing about 35 miles an hour. Uh, deer came out in front of him, couldn't evade it. Hit the deer. Yes. Killed the deer. Killed the deer. And uh, oh, that's that bike I remember. And and yeah. and walked away from it because he yeah. was wearing all of his gear. Right, his gear. He was he was a little bruised up, a little banged up. He yep. I believe when he was in the shop he had a cane. Yep. But he, cane. he was still good. Yep. And we actually salvaged the bike and I rode it for a couple of weeks. Yes. The bike is called. Yeah. Venison? Yep, the Vi- uh, yeah, or Deer Slayer. Or Deer Slayer. We do, oh, we do also Slayer. Yeah, Deer Slayer. Really? You've ridden Deer Slayer. I, like yeah. I didn't know yeah. what the purpose of that was. That bike was totaled out by the insurance company. Uh, the frame was only mostly bent. Yeah, we bent it. We bent <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. But, the, uh, but that's kind of my... Nothing a couple of tie straps and no, a and good, strong kind of bench my... won't right. fix. Right. Yeah, I mean, come on. It bent. It I bent. Always, we can bend it out. I always wear gear. Yeah. And then... Uh, the full face helmet is yeah. honestly because we live on Lake Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would yeah, do a, I would do a pudding bowl with a fucking goggles, goggles yeah. but Yeah. The, it's the bugs. The bugs are fucking horrible. Yeah. So I wear the full face thing and then uh, you know, it's like I don't wanna but then I think about if you crashed with a pudding bowl and a <laughs> Yeah, your your you your face hitting the concrete. I, yeah, no, you look thing, like Roger like an Ebert. Mm-hmm. Right? You your wouldn't lower, have a jaw. Right, your lower your jaw would be gone. Is really cool. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> well, let me grow a handlebar you know, mustache on your throat hole. And I'm such a jerk because when girls come in and say, yeah. "Oh, I love these like super cute pink yeah. half shell yeah. helmets," yeah. I'm like, "Do you value your face? Do you because you really? This is only protecting this much. Do you care? I've actually told people I was like, you know, there are only so many pretty girls. And we need to preserve that number. Yeah, put it So on I'm going to recommend. Chin. And I even tell people when they come in the shop, I'm like, look, if your mom, if I asked your mom, your mom would say full face, right? Absolutely. Your mom would say wear a full face helmet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I do that. But I also have this problem where, and Dustin, who's been, stayed mute on this subject, Dustin does wear his gear. 
I do. And every time Dustin comes into the shop, he's got a perf jacket, he's got armored jackets, he's got full face helmets, gloves, plural, boots. Plural. I mean, he has. Multiples. Yeah, I always wear gloves yeah. too. And uh, I've got like a riding wardrobe. Yes. And, and Dustin <laughs> it's like, does what do I wear today? And. Of this conversation, I am, seriously, I am the bad example. And it sucks when I see Jawan. my customers. <laughs> I meet my customers at the gas station, and I'm wearing, like, shorts. Nothing. A pair of espadrilles. <laughs> no. And I'm wearing espadrilles, You got shorts. on? Yeah. Man priest. Halter tops. <laughs> Maybe a halter top. No. Usually Hawaiian shirt, right? Because it's, you know, I'm a tropical yeah. kind of guy. And they'll catch me. And my well, your defense, piece, you're just going from the shop to gas what? up a no, bike. No, I'm going from my house. All right, and, fine. And my only piece to... of safety equipment is a pair of KDs, which is the least expensive pair of glasses you'll ever own. But they're fabulous. They are fabulous. Um, KDs. If you sit on, that was you my only Camaro. You don't break. That your was heart. my only Camaro. I was gonna say it. <laughs> you might break your glasses, but you won't break your heart. For nine dollars, you can have a brand new pair. I do have to get to the third story, though. Well, this is the sh- this right. is the short story. The short story. The short story. Yeah. So the two were a little bit longer. Guys yeah. were in the gear. They crashed into deers. They, mm-hmm. you know, got a little bit hurt, but yeah. they, you know, it was it was cool. <clears throat> story number three. Uh, customer of my wife's, mm-hmm. her son. Uh, him and his girlfriend were out on their Harley. Yeah. And, you know. They were wearing the required Harley the required, Davidson apparel. They were wearing the Black required t-shirts. Harley Davidson apparel. He, he did have a do-rag on. Oh, well, there you go. <clears throat> oh, all right. Um, it was another deer collision. Oh. And to, you know, make a long story short, they're dead. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, but the uh, but the do rag didn't make a good transportation system. Yeah. For well, he dog. lived he lived long <laughs> enough to uh, be pronounced brain dead in the hospital. Yeah. The passenger was pronounced dead on the scene. So, this for the new rider podcast is telling mm-hmm. you motorcycles. You should buy one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> motorcycles. Deers. You All the not fun. Live anywhere. Near All the fun. <laughs> All kinds right. of fun. Just avoid exactly. deer. Motorcycles. Yeah. Eat more venison. Right. Less deer on the road. It's. Wow. I do feel bad all the time because I do love when we talk about safety gear, there's tons of it. Like, because when I was a kid growing up, you had your choice of what? helmets. They destroy bikes. You could have full face or three quarter. That was <laughs> yeah. it, baby. Yeah. If you want a helmet, you have helmet <laughs> one or helmet right? two. Right. You do not get multiple helmet choices. When I was a kid growing up, you either had a three quarter or you had a full face. Mm-hmm. Those were your options. You either looked like a spaceman or you could actually see. Color options were white or black. I feel like that's mm-hmm. still the case. Exactly. Now. Today, we went to Indianapolis Dealer Expo. We met no short, no, no less than a hundred manufacturers selling helmets. Like helmets come from every corner of the planet. As much money or as little money as you want to spend, they all do the same thing. And honestly, every single helmet that I held in my hands was way better than the helmet that I had as a kid. Right. Way better. I oh mean, down God. to the twenty-nine dollar <laughs> Chinese helmet was way better than that Bell Star eighty. That I had as a kid. The helmet I had as a kid was like four sizes too big. I had I had goggles that were about the size of my face. I like to say that I'd I'd ride my little DT seventy around. Oh, my first motorcycle was the equivalent of a beer cooler shoved inside of a bucket. I mean, they make those level of they actually sell those on eBay now. What's that? Yeah, no kidding, huh? And the the chin strap was the bucket handle. Nice. Like that was my first helmet. Was a piece of crap. (laughs) <laughs> and that was a legitimate DOT-approved motorcycle helmet back in the day. And today, you can go ape shit. Like, like the number of helmets they have, between $49 and 
$700, you can get anything you want. Jackets, you can get anything you want. Pants, nah. gloves, you can no. get anything you That's want. Unless are. you're a woman. Unless you're a woman. If you have a vagina and breasts, <clears throat> apparently you're not allowed to have a jacket in this country. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you can have a jacket. But your shop carries we carry, cool stuff. We carry a lot of women's gear. Yeah, my we girl was like, way my girl more. was like, oh my god, I want that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you should get that. We carry way it's more women's pads. gear than most. You should. Yeah, because armor's fun. Yes. Because when you fall off, you get to laugh Come at on. yourself. Like this. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to know if your armor works, wear it snowboarding. Because oh, that's a great. When I'm idea. snowboarding, that's awesome. I fall down all the time. Yeah, you wear this constantly, and I've got a nice Revit jacket, a parka. Yeah, and I started wearing. You're wearing your armor tonight. You're wearing, yeah. a, you know, Karazzo armored chop jacket. But so if you fell off that bar stool, you'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> so it's nothing. It's nothing. It's cool. I got this. But yeah, I started I'm wearing, wearing my armored coveralls. Armored coveralls. <laughs> yeah. Your armored onesie, just in case. But I mean, I got barrel rolls. You know. But I'll be the first to tell you, I've wiped out snowboarding in my Revit armor jacket, and I get up and I get up like a ten year old. Yeah. I mean, I'm good. like, boom, I'm up and I'm back down the mountain again, and I'm 42 years old. That's the test of armor. The fact that I can get back up on an icy day and finish the day without going back to the lodge and, and licking my wounds. The uh, I've crashed bikes. And I can show you my gear from when I've crashed motorcycles. And like you're like, oh, well, the seam's split. Elbow. No big deal. You know what? My only concern after that crash was getting the bike up before people saw it. <laughs> that was my only concern, man, was witnesses. Well, and, and, yeah. On your snowboarding reference, I've crashed snowboarding mm-hmm. without an armored jacket. Oh, yeah. Regular whatever, yeah. what you would wear to go sledding yeah. kind of gear, yeah. and gotten up and been in some pain. Well, because we're snowboarding <laughs> you know? in the Midwest. We and that's in seasons. snow. Grass and ice. That's crashing yeah. in snow. Yeah. You know, If cool. you can imagine crashing on, in, concrete. on concrete. Yeah, concrete. it's not cool. Or tarmac or the, uh, anything. It's just awful. It's terrible. So what do you think, Penny? Are you going to be in all the, gear, all the gear all the time? Are you full face, or are you skid lid? <laughs> Well, brain bucket. Brain bucket. Brain I have bucket. my eye on a helmet. Yeah. And it is not a full face helmet. Yeah. Though I fully appreciate, so to speak. Um, I. So you're gonna sacrifice that nice looking grill? <laughs> Come on. Your parents man. paid some money on that grill, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> See you, mom. Come on. All those years Jeez. of braces. God. Roger Ebert. <laughs> oh, oh. Steak through a straw. Yeah. Oh. Hey, well, well. Really? How's, that, how's that bacon going to taste oh. through a straw? I'm just saying. It's still just good. Saying. Uh-huh. So you're going to go for a three-quarter? Um, I am because I at least know my limitations to start with. Yeah. And I will not be cruising it. So you're going Possibly, based on exposure. I'm. You're yeah. saying a base on exposure. You're saying doesn't that my matter what likely, speed you're right. you're cruising at. We all know that. I know. But I have, I'll get there. It's baby steps, God. Baby steps. Here's my thing. Jeez. We start people, and why we start? Why I basically brought this up? Because I am the hypocrite, and I have to sell people helmets every day, and I've come to a realization that when I'm talking to somebody about helmets, I realize it's a personal choice. And some people feel claustrophobic. Some people feel it impairs their vision. Some people feels it impairs their hearing. Some people just don't like full face. What I tell people is, I want you to buy the helmet that you'll fucking wear. Because if I sell you a full face modular every bell and whistle, but you don't like it because it makes you feel weird, and that helmet sits on the shelf and you don't wear it, when you crash, you're gonna be wearing nothing. 
But if I sell you a bitchin' little puddin' bowl that you think is the sexiest helmet in the world, and I sell you a pair of goggles to put on it, you're going to wear that thing every time you ride. And I guarantee that when you hit the deck wearing that puddin' bowl, that little Davido, it's going to save your ass. It's going to save your ass better than the full face that's sitting at home on your shelf. So as much of a helmet hypocrite as I can, I try to tell people, buy the helmet that you love and buy the helmet that you're going to wear. I do... I do. I, I misspoke earlier when I was talking about the helmet thing in Illinois. Illinois does not have a helmet law for initial time riders like okay. Ohio's law. Yeah, Ohio's Ohio law says for the is, first year right. you are required by law to wear a helmet because at the 366th day that you ride a motorcycle, your head actually turns into concrete. <laughs> yes, but and you can no but, longer be injured. But and every what? passenger on your bike also has to right. wear a helmet. But they I think become that it's, Homer Simpsonitis. Yeah, but I yes. think that it's actually. I think it's kind of genius in a in a weird backwards kind mm-hmm. of way because it's a forced habit. Right. And it would be like you know riding around with a suit uh, a seatbelt for 3 right. years and someone telling you okay you don't have to do it anymore right. you would just do it would because it feels it. weird not to. It is strange when I'm in other states where they have a helmet law and the helmet's mandatory. And as a person who tends to quite frequently ride without a helmet or situationally rides without a helmet uh, when I jump on a bike and I go ride there are people that come from other states, and they'll come to the event, and they'll be like, dude, man, you're not wearing a helmet! And I will have 57 people yell at me for not wearing a helmet before I've traveled 200 feet. <coughs> because in their state, it's seeing somebody riding sick. without a helmet is so foreign to them. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was in the, uh, I was driving, uh, comedian Jim Florentine. Yeah. We were riding, we were on 90. And these guys on Harley. He was on your passed. scooter. He was no, 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 oh in my God. Jeep. Okay, uh, <laughs> in my car. God, that would be brutal. No, that, no. <laughs> how gay and how fantastic. That, that might ruin his career. Oh God. <laughs> but I want Pictures. that image. Yeah, I, I know want that image. I have it. That that metal show would be so different. Oh, that metal show. But anyway, we're in my Jeep and we're driving down ninety. Yeah. Flying. Oh yeah. Like eighty. Yeah. And these Harley guys pass us, right. and they don't have helmets on. And right. he turns to me, and he's like, you don't have to wear helmets? Because oh, he's from he's, Boston, he, right? He's from uh, Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey, all right. So, so they he was like, what? He was the like, they yeah. don't have to wear helmets? Yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah. You have to hard, like, oh, my in God. In those states, you have to wear he a helmet freaked out. if you own a motorcycle. Yeah. If there's a motorcycle home in your you got to wear one right now. Dude, he lost yeah. his shit. It's really weird. Yeah. Are there any... Are there is there anything on the books or on the horizon for making that a blanket sort of country law? Well, this is something that I've rights? actually been, and you brought that up as though to promote. Uh, we're working with some people um, that control and talk about laws state to state, and one of the people that we're working with is actually in uh, in Congress and is talking about getting rid of our state by state laws and going to a national. Law, helmet law. National, well, national oh, laws. The Republicans the will hate that. I know yeah, this is a, this is a big <laughs> issue. But right now, in the morning, like, let's just say, for instance, if you lived in Andover, Ohio, and you woke up in the morning and you jumped on your motorcycle uh, without a helmet on, because in Ohio it's legal to do so, uh, and you might, in fact, drive into Pennsylvania, you would have to stop at the border and put a helmet on, and that changes from state to state. Every state has different rules. And in some rules, <coughs> in some states, your motor scooter with a 149cc motor would be considered a motorcycle, like this one that we're in right now. Okay. And you would need but to you have don't a motorcycle have to endorsement to ride it. 
right? Whereas in some states like Tennessee, you don't need an endorsement to ride your bike at all. Nothing. Really? It's called a drunk bike. You could have lost your driver's license and drive 125cc or 124ccs with no license whatsoever, yet these are just state laws. So you can wake up in the morning and be totally legal, drive 10 miles and be illegal. And ah. that's weird, right? If that's, you were by yeah, a state yeah, border. Yeah, yeah. That's no sense, right. right. So, but a lot of people live by these state borders. And it is strange to wake up or to, let's just say, leave your house being totally legal and arrive at work illegal. So what they're talking about is having national consistency among these driver's rules. And they're trying to work out a system where we could have a 50-state rule that says that in all states, 49 cc's is considered a moped, what have you. And I'm not saying that any of this will come true, but I'm working with, uh, as wearing my hat of being the American Motor Scooter Association president, I'm working with these people to try and establish some common sense rules that all the states can abide by so that when you leave your house in the morning to go to work in one state and when you arrive at work in a different state, you're being covered by the same rules. And that would be really great because I actually don't have a problem with a nationwide helmet law because honestly, I think that's good for me. And I think that if we had a nation... You'll sell more helmets. Well, I don't give a damn about selling them. (laughs) I owned a dozen helmets. (laughs) The the ultimate irony is I own a dozen helmets, but I sometimes don't wear them. And that's weird because I own helmets that that other people think are like, that's a kick-ass helmet. I'd love to own that helmet. And I don't wear it because I honestly do like the the feeling of the wind rushing through what little hair I have left. And (laughs) that turns me on. And I do vanity. like, you know, well, it's not just vanity. <laughs> I love the feeling of... Feels nice. Have you ever seen me riding a motorbike naked before? You yeah, have. Yeah, I have. It's spectacular. I might have been on it with you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So it's it awesome. It was very dark outside. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> apparently very cold. <laughs> yeah, let's preface that. Very cold water. <laughs> but... But I do love the feeling of riding a bike. And I just, I think it's very visceral. I've been riding for a long, long time. And had I had my druthers, I would drive around every day with no seatbelt. And I would ride my motorcycle every day with no helmet. Yeah, me too. If I had my druthers. So honestly, I do think, and I have fallen off more than one motorcycle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. I've done it a bunch. I've fallen off of a lot of motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And I can legitimately sit here and tell you, I have helmets at home that have the point of impact on them. Yeah. Who should be wearing a helmet more than the guy who can show you his helmet he was wearing when he crashed? You. I have the best (laughs) evidence ever. Yet, who still gets on the bike without a helmet on? Me. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, see, I will never ride in shorts again, and I have a giant <laughs> scar on my knee showing you right. why. Oh, uh, that's it. Well, so, it that's is. one Somebody of those things. Somebody learns I think their that lessons. When we talk about new Renee riders. Renee is not going to join Renee, Renee, Renee no. actually, to this day, when Her she toes rides. toes are gone. When she rides, she has excellent boots. She has bought beautiful boots. She's got a great jacket. She's got a really kick-ass full-face helmet. And she was wearing the kick-ass full-face helmet, the, the solid gloves. She was wearing the great shoes. jacket. She was just wearing sneakers because we were just delivering a bike to a customer's house. It was a short hop. And that's when shit happens, is when oh. it's just a short hop. And we were going you know, on a 20, maybe 15-minute one-way trip to deliver a bike to a guy's house. I was following her on my sport bike. She was on the customer's bike, and 
shit went sideways. And that's when it happened to her. She had the, the jacket. The jacket held together like nobody's business. That jacket looked great after the crash. <coughs> the gloves, the seams ripped, and they did, they did their job. She did not have any injury. This crash, I was right behind her when it happened. This was a serious, legit, over 50-mile-an-hour crash. Oh. Oh, yeah. It could have been ten times worse than it was. I so, ride that same route every yeah, day. Yeah, you ride that too. every single day. Every you know single what it's day. like to get on at 25th. That is a bad... Right. When, yeah, when and you do get on the shoreway right and there... And you've got to be hauling ass to blend in with traffic. And, and the wind hits it's you serious. bad the off the lake. The wind's off the lake, and that's what got her. It got the well, windshield. Well, she had the old man windshield she had old, on the bike. That customer had a tall windshield on their bike. The wind caught the windshield, put her in a tank slapper, and she was down. And not kidding you, the gloves, the jacket, the helmet, they all did their job. There's damage on every piece of that equipment. But it was a shoe. But the bike fell on her foot. So wow. right. So that's one of those <coughs> things that, you know, the rest of her body, had she not been wearing that safety equipment, would have been foobar. But it it chose, you know, that day, some days you eat the bear, some days the bear eats you. Right. The bear took her foot that day. And that was all that was wrong with her. Like that's the craziest thing, is out of that horrible crash. I mean, it was truly ragdoll. It was 50 miles an hour, hitting the pavement, roll, 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 tumble, tumble, tumble. She was wrapped up with the bike. Oh. And the only thing that came out of it was the damage to her foot. Oh. Now, I mean, I was the first responder. I was 10 feet behind her when it happened. And her foot looked like an old royal typewriter when you lift the you cover I remember you said up. that in the email. You said, don't yeah. click on this if you don't want to no, see it. No, it was yeah. insane. You got pics? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shit. No, I'm not kidding you. You can see everything inside. You know, you've heard of a roll-top desk? Yeah. She had a roll-top foot. Uh. You could see every piece of how it works inside. Uh, there was no doubt it was, it was the visible foot. You knew how it worked at that point. And... You know, where the last two and a half, three toes are, who knows? They're gone. They ain't coming back. But that's why wearing the protective equipment as newer riders, when you're thinking about getting into motorcycles, these are the kind of things that everybody hates to talk about. But right here in our little circle, we all have a horror story. Everybody's got this little thing in our group. And we've got two people that don't ride motorcycles with limited scooter experience, a couple of years max, right? We've got... Guys, I've been riding motorcycles for a long, long, long time. I'm not going to tell you any of my horror stories because we'll be here all night. But wearing the protective equipment, being in love with this thing that we do, the way that we are, means that we have to give it a certain healthy dose of respect, too. And that's one of the great things is when I see Joe, when I see Dustin, they're wearing their gear. I mean, like all the time. It's very cool to see that. When I, I feel comfortable. You feel natural. Me too. That, yeah. me too. I'm just always worried. Yeah. I just always, you know, yeah. that's me. I'm just I'm just worried. It's Do you remember the happen. Billy Idol? Billy Idol before he got the cane. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy Idol Here it is. before he got the cane <laughs> right. said that motorcycle helmets are dangerous. <laughs> because they make you believe you're invincible and take more risks. Oh. Oh, sure. About seven yeah. months later, Billy Idol's head hit the curb. I mean, the curb, the like legitimate curb. Yeah, and his head, not his head in a helmet. Right, his head open hit the curb, and uh, after that, he got to wear, he got to use a cane for the rest of his life. 
And so that's one of those things. It's like I totally understand uh, abate, you know, uh, American bikers against totalitarian enforcement. Uh, these these groups that are anti-helmet law. But I also understand that maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's something that would help me protect myself because Bam Margera posted about how drunk he was right before he keel-hauled his Porsche into some trees and died with his buddy in a flaming ball of wreckage, right? And if I'm on a podcast right now talking about how I don't hardly ever wear a helmet... Mm. And then a week from now, you end up like going, "Oh, this is you know, this is Phil's left hemisphere, and over there is Phil's right hemisphere." Uh, I'm gonna feel really stupid about that, right? Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody quick find some wood to knock on, you know? And, uh, there you go. Yeah. But, Found it. Yeah, but not even kidding around. That's one of those things that we ride motorcycles. This is springtime. We're gonna be going out and riding bikes. We need to be extremely careful. And in Cleveland, everyone forgets during the wintertime that, that people motorcycles actually ride motorcycles. Yeah. I saw two two guys on bikes almost get <laughs> nailed today right outside what? the shop. Really? Yep. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. Nope. Do you know how many times I leave the shop on a bike? Yeah, but you do, many do times it I in a direction you should as opposed to maybe sometimes other people. But oh, okay. All right. But Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, like, Gary do not Busey, turn on to Matthews. Gary Busey was the worst. Detroit from Matthews. <laughs> that is the you. worst How fucking turn ever. Like, that? That's pretty Gary Busey. Yeah. Gary Busey was an accomplished actor before he met motorcycles without helmets. But then he was like, <laughs> hey. And now he's hey, on reality now TV. he's a Kia spokesman. <laughs> Have you oh, seen his commercials? Oh, we're washing them. When this is done, we're actually done now. Kia is using Gary Busey to sell cars? Oh, no, no, no. Not Kia. A particular Kia dealership. Is using Gary Busey? Yes. Oh no, we're gonna. I'm, I'm pulling that shit up on YouTube. Like we said, do not, listen this, was do not listen to this podcast yeah. without a healthy yeah. dose of Google because yeah. we are gonna make references that you will want. Yeah, to look and up. we're an hour and twenty minutes in. Nice, so we should perfect. Sign yeah. off. We're gonna sign off. Nice. Thank you guys for enduring yet another episode of the Cleveland Moto Podcast from Dustin's Garage, aka the Forty Five Garage and Studio. We'd like to thank yeah. you for uh, for getting your every penny's worth. Can I plug? All Please, zero. plug away. I'll plug. Dude, plug. Um, what got coming up? Plug. My CD. Uh, I'm going to edit Howard. this out anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> My CD, uh, Gentleman, no, Joe really. Howard, Gentleman on iTunes. Uh, and uh, I'm going to be uh, Where are you? at the House of Blues. Nice. On April 20th. April with the Alan Cox. 420? Oh, with the Alan Cox. Yeah. Uh, 420, huh? Oh, dude. 420. Does the show start at 420? Will Kevin no, Smith be there? At, no, it starts at 8. Um, oh. <laughs> it's almost sold out. So, oh, nice. Uh, Very cool. House of Blues. That's but we, we have cool. our comp tickets waiting, right? No, you right. don't. Fuck nice. you. Penny, do you have any openings you'd like to mention? <clears throat> I don't. <laughs> Not in public. <laughs> Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for letting a girl crash your boy party. Hey, no, that's fine. We like well. we like girls here. It's gr- yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, girls do ride motorcycles. I know. Yeah, well, really. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. that's okay. All right, thank you so much for listening, and everybody have a great week and enjoy your motorcycles. Thank you for listening to Cleveland Moto. If you have comments or topic suggestions, you can leave them at our blog at www.clevelandmoto.blogspot.com or visit our website at www.clevelandmoto.com.